how would you rank your Spider-Man? I personally think every single narrative thing produces an accomplishment. I saw that Chris Pratt actually reposted your video. How do you take the idea of someone dressing up as a bat and running around at night and treat that as seriously as possible? I interviewed the the two writers on um, No Way Home. What are your thoughts on the MCU after, I guess, Thanos? I feel like if you called Shara Khan and said, hey, do you want to be the next Marvel villain? Why would he say no? <laughs> you know? Let it bust hand. Do you think Tony Stark will ever be recasted? Like do, you, I, do you think Disney will kick Jonathan Majors out of I mean, like I, Do you ever do these analyses for, like, you know, Bollywood movies or anything? The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a universe, right? Just make one fully in Hindi. Take skills I learned from uh, ancient religious text analysis and put them on Marvel movies. <laughs> like, it works. It's fun. Yeah. You know? All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Keep Shining Podcast. It's been a while since we've recorded an episode, but this one's very special because uh, we have a guest that I've wanted on for so long. Ladies and gentlemen, Anhar Kareem. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. How are you doing, bro? Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for inviting me. You know, I'm really excited. Um, I, you know, been watching for a bit. Uh, a lot of creators that I admire have been on, so yeah. thanks for inviting me. No, of course. Uh, this has been a long time coming, but... Um, for those that don't know, I guess, do you have like a description of yourself of how you could describe yourself to people? Um, uh, like as a creator? Yeah, as a creator. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so uh, I, you know, I, I, do I look at, do I look at you? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is comfortable with you. Um, this is how you know he's a creator because he's like, yo, should I look at the camera? Like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So what I like doing is, you know, basically film analysis. So I, you know, dig into popular stories, popular movies, TV shows and that sort of thing. Um, and I like picking them apart and sort of trying to figure out what is it trying to tell us? What is the moral behind it? What is the lesson? Right. And primarily what I've been doing is posting TikToks that really go into that level of level of depth and explain it in under a minute and that sort of thing. So primarily on TikTok over the last three-ish years, I think. I've been, you know, studying pop culture in that way, talking about it, and building a sizable following off of it. Um, and I'm a bit of presence on YouTube um, and, you know, increasing on Reels as well. But yeah, mostly been on TikTok and doing yeah. that sort of thing. I think my first introduction was actually, actually very interesting because I remember two years ago, maybe this was like 2020, um, you know, everyone's scrolling through TikTok yeah. and Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters like ever, right? And I saw this tiktok and it was understanding uh peter parker and spider-man 2 which is one of my favorite movies and so the analysis was beautifully done it was amazing (laughs) and then uh fast forward i think it's a year later two years later we i have a friend named shazeb and hatham and he's like hey like i'm gonna make this text group where there's people like tiktokers around the area and i'm gonna get this group together and so then i saw this other number and this guy was like hey it's unhar yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And I think you put in your TikTok handle. And then I was like, wait, that look, that TikTok handle looks familiar. <laughs> and so I click on it and I see that analysis that I remembered that I really loved. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, snap, this is the guy. And I was like, wait, you're from the area? Yeah. And I was like, you know, Kid Shazzy, what the heck? Yeah. So I was like, yo, yeah. small world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was like one of my favorite like analysis yeah. ever. And so. it's so cool because like, you know, you put stuff out there and you put effort into it, but like, Sometimes you forget that there's actually people watching it and that, you know, actually has an impact, that sort of thing. So I always love hearing that it does like resonate with people when it is their favorite character and that sort of thing. Um, But also I was like, uh, like trying to find other creators that I could connect with. So I was really happy for Shazam like to, you know, put us all together. Yeah, yeah. No, that was really cool. And I like, like I said, I was really happy because, you know, I've, I have a few different types of friends, but like, you know, nobody that's like a creator about like nerdy stuff, Mm. you know? And like going in-depth analysis even into it too and seeing the beauty and art of like these movies that most people probably wouldn't see, right? Because like, um, you know, I don't know what you you think, but I wanted to know what, how would you rank your Spider-Man? So the movies are just the 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 incarnations of of each character? The live action. So you do like, you want to rank like, you know, two, then Homecoming or like The the actors. The actors, okay. Yeah. Um... I, yeah, it's hard. I, 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 I think my opinion's probably not too controversial. It's probably very close to what most people would say. But like I, you know, a lot of us grew up with, um, you know, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Um, I think a lot about just his sincerity, his just pure dorkiness uh, about it was just very, um, I don't know, endearing, right? And I, it really helped me connect with him as a character, but really 
the superhero genre as a whole, right? That's what got me into it. Um, so I just have a personal emotional connection with it, but it was just, I think, very well done. Yeah. Um, I probably would put Tom Holland's next. Mm. I, I know a lot of the fan base um, sort of, you know, he's controversial at times. Some people say he's the worst Spider-Man, that yeah. sort of thing. He's I, like Tony's like, you know. He's definitely, you know, Iron Man Jr. Iron Man um, <laughs> but I've really appreciated how emotionally um, powerful his three movies have been. And his entire arc, you know, from beginning to end just shows how much he's grown as a character from being, you know, authentically a high school kid to the sort of young man that he is now and that sort of thing. Um, I think Tom Holland's done a fantastic job. I think the writers have done a fantastic job. John Watts as well. I, I think it was really well done. So I put that second. Um, and I, I feel like it's kind of unfair to put Andrew Garfield's in third, but like I, I would put it there, not because uh, any, you know, I, I think his... Uh, playing of Spider-Man, right, and how he embodied it and his, you know, how he interacted with villains and all of that was fantastic. I just think Tobey Maguire's is on another level. Mm-hmm. And I think Tom Holland's, like, in a similar, but a little, maybe a bit higher yeah, level, yeah. right? Um, I think Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man was mostly hurt by some some poor plotting, right? Yeah, I, I think if he I had agree. better scripts, like, it would yeah. have been a lot better. Not to, you know, I, I, I've talked to, not, I mean, I've, I've, like, dug into a bit of, like, the writers of Spider-Man's, right, a bit, right? Um, I didn't talk to those writers, but, you know, uh, there's some good things happening in those scripts as well, but I think he could have been sort of better with a yeah, better yeah. story. No, I agree. Cause I think Andrew played Spider-Man the best, right? In my opinion, even though I'm a huge Toby fan, yep. like I, I just think Toby's movies were so well done yep. and I like the human aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, Spider-Man, the dopest thing about him is his actual problems are not even, um, you know, the, the villains and themselves, mm-hmm. but his real life. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like balancing that. And yeah. I think Toby's, especially Spider-Man 2, really yeah. dealt with that. And, and when they're done well, the the villains that he's fighting, the whatever battle he's doing, it is reflecting his own personal problems mm. in life, right? It's just meant to bring out the actual emotional human element of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is part of why Spider-Man 2 was so good because, I mean, uh, to an extent, there's the stereotype that Spider-Man always has a personal connection with his villains, right? And it's kind of, you know, maybe it's a bit overdone, but it works well, right? Yeah, yeah. And he knew Doc Ock beforehand, and Doc Ock believed in him, right? And the fight between them was physical, but it was also about, you know, the ideals that they both aspired to, but helping the world about being better than ourselves and what people expect of us. And I think it played out really well. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want, guys, everybody, uh, I don't want this to be like a Spider-Man <laughs> podcast. I would, I'm just, you know, that's the video that, you know, I really, I first saw of Unhars. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I want to know what his thoughts are on Spider-Man. Yeah. But um, how did you get into, I guess, reviewing movies and reviewing characters and why did you decide to like upload them online? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's interesting because like I, I was fascinated by like the content creation thing for, for a while, right? Mm. Um, even going back, like I, uh, in college, um, I made this uh, chronological watch order of the Marvel Cinematic Universe up until that point, uh, I think it was up until the first Black Panther. So yeah. it's like much smaller than it basically is Basically, it was just like a recap, right? Like quick it, recap. Yeah, basically a recap. And I, I would do it on like a, I'd draw things on a whiteboard and yeah. like talk about it really fast. And so I put that on YouTube. I actually watched that like recently because I was like, yeah. you know, doing a little research or whatever. And then uh, your voice is the same tonation, but it was like higher. I, I think I was fed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fed up. Okay. <laughs> I was like, dude. Because <laughs> um, I had to get it all in the yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but uh you know, I just spent so much effort like making that and not writing my thesis. Um, but it was so much fun. Right. Um, and I realized not realized, but like, I, I just knew I liked dealing with plots and just sort of like wrangling them and seeing what new things I could make from them. Right. So I kind of had like that bug in me where I wanted to make things. Um, uh, and I think the, the other thing is if you talk to, you know, Shazab at all, Kitchazi, um, he will tell you how annoyed he gets because I talk about movies and marvel movies specifically so much and just like annoy him with analysis and plot theory and everything and shazab is like i don't care man. <laughs> like i'm sure someone out there does but this is not um, i'm that someone by the way because last time we hung out we were talking for three like two three yeah, hours three yeah. hours on a dinner table yeah like just about every like and everyone movie. abandoned us around yeah, us, everyone, <laughs> but anyways yeah continue. yeah um so you know, I, I kind of was forcing it on Shazab, right? And send some other friends. Um, but I was kind of just like, you know, I clearly have these ideas, right? I want to see if I can, like, condense them and make something with them, right? Because, you know, again, I wanted to be a creator. Um, and so I kind of, like, turned those thoughts that I already had that way and tried to make content out of it and that sort of thing. But also, like, I I think, you know, for almost a decade now, like, I 
really admired what YouTube video essays did and like picked apart movies yeah, and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and I thought I could do something similar, right? Yeah. So I wanted to try it out. No, so I definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, who are some creators that you were like looking at that got you like interested in content creation? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would start with like with YouTube, right? Yeah. And so I, I think at the beginning, I really liked um, like Nerdwriter, right? Okay. Uh, I think his analysis was, analyses were fantastic. Um, I really love Cinema Wins, right? Um, which was like a, you know, it was derivative of Cinema Sins, but I, I love how. He, ha he has deep analysis, but I also love how he tries so hard to find the good in every single story. Because mm -hmm. I think, I personally think every single uh, narrative thing produced is an accomplishment. Even yeah, with yeah. its faults, I think it's an accomplishment. Um, so I loved how he approached certain things. Um, and there's a lot. Uh, lessons from the screenplay. He didn't post that frequently, yeah. but I think it was just always uh, very well done. Did you ever watch like movie reviewers? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was mostly like in this video essay world. Okay. Um, there were some reviewers so here not like there. jeremy johns so i have seen okay. some of his yeah. um and then there are probably a couple hours i've seen here okay. and there but i think like you like the analyses part yeah like and when it, they dig deeper and this makes sense like that relates to the kind of stuff that yeah, i do yeah. right um and i like i saw tiktok as a rising platform and i was like can i bring that thing here mm -hmm. right um yeah and that. that's that's awesome so like were you always writing like how'd you because your writing's really good Thank i you. think um and i think you do it professionally too right yes I mean, i'm also a journalist um and so i um you know i interview directors writers actors that sort of thing and write articles about the movies and that, all that um but yeah no i've always been writing in fact like if you go way back um elementary school even like i would think about these little movie movie novel whatever plots um and just begin writing them uh, on my whatever old computer and I would just design little fake posters with crayon. Um, and the, the one of the first stories I, I ever wrote um, was this superhero story called Metal Man, right? <laughs> um, and I made a whole backstory and villain. And there was a metal boy. There was a yeah. metal dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, maybe fifth grade, I wrote like a 100-page novel. Like, oh, wow. Um, it was, it's terrible. I don't know where, where it is now. Yeah, but yeah. like, I, you know, I had that, you know, that drive to do that in yeah, me, yeah. right? So I've been writing forever, right? And I went to when I went to college, I started like writing some short stories and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's that's a, awesome. A lot of fun. I actually had something similar. Like when I was in sixth grade, I think one of our, or not sixth grade, first grade. I was six years old. Um, our teacher was like, "Hey, we're gonna everyone's gonna be writing a book." Mm. So my book was like about superheroes, and it was yep. called like the Five Magic Powers. But it actually had like Deadpool in it, and Mister <laughs> Fantastic, like oh, <laughs> just mixing like different you know. Characters. I don't know about the IP man. You're yeah, gonna get, a, gonna get a cease and desist. <laughs> like Fox is gonna be like, "Yo, <laughs> I mean, they're all under you. one. They're all yeah, yeah. acquire me." Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you know, I was always like interested in like superheroes and stuff like that. But were you? Like, why was, why is your analysis, I guess it's not always yep. superheroes, but like mostly I feel yep. like it is superheroes. Why? Yeah. I mean, I definitely like, I, I watch a good chunk of things. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I try to diversify the content, but clearly I like doing the superhero stuff and also yeah. it performs. Um, but I, like, I, I do think something that that genre does draw me in. I think it probably mostly began, like, even though I watched, you know, Spider-Man and X-Men growing up and that sort of thing, I think my, um, understanding of the true like capacity of it or the potential behind it probably began with me like really watching the the dark knight uh, for the first time um uh whenever that came out from our ages um but i think batman's a favorite super character of all time um and i just love how nolan's version of batman just took it so seriously yeah, right? yeah. like they sat there and asked i think a ridiculous question how do you take the idea of someone dressing up as a bat and running around at night and treat that as seriously as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not novel. Comics have done that. But, like, I appreciated how they sat there and made a logical, psychological progression to yeah. get him there, yeah. right? Um, and maybe it started there, but I, I just appreciated how, you know, with these dramatic, powerful stories, we were able to access all these different moral lessons and ideas and that sort of thing. And also there's something inherently really inspiring about, you know, one person or a couple trying to do whatever they can to uphold their understanding of morality. Yeah. Right. Um, and always drew me in. Is Dark Knight your favorite movie? Or okay? <sighs> favorite movie of all time is very hard. Um, I, uh, it, it does constantly flip. I, lately I have been saying the, like the social network. Um, oh, that's a great I, movie. I think it's a very well yeah. done. I've watched it so many times. Um, I would put Dark Knight like similarly up there. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Dark Knight, Social Network, um, and then I, I, I do really this is controversial ish, but like I do really love Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Like I thought it was, I thought it was oh, very well done. Yeah, I mean we were talking about this uh, like off camera, yeah. but yeah. I, I love that movie. Yeah, and I didn't like it as a kid. I hated mm-hmm. it because there was not yeah. enough action. It was like so brutal. <laughs> like the action was, was good, but like it was super violent. Yeah, and there was just too much talking in the middle, you know. Yeah, but then yeah. when you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, this is serious. Yeah, I wrote an essay on it uh, in college. Yeah, um, so I usually land on those three, but. Favorite superhero movie is probably Dark Knight. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So no MCU up there. You know, I, I made a TikTok once where um, it was like uh, no um, no nuance November or something, um, and uh, I uh, I said the Dark Knight is just the best superhero movie. It's better than everything in the MCU. And I, I think I lost the followers. <laughs> I think really. <laughs> and I was like, look, I I love the MCU. Clearly, I do. There's so many great entries. Yeah. The Dark Knight's just a different category. Yeah. It's just so so beyond anything. I feel like if you took the Batman out of it, it'd still be like a great movie. Like yeah, no, it, it's just fantastically structured. His arc itself is beautiful. Even if you got rid of the Batman, like if you just had someone that's very driven, you know, to try his best to to do good, right, yeah. against a certain evil. The story tracks, right? Yeah. I think it's just, it's so well done, which I think is, you know, the best, the best versions of these stories do not rely on their IP. Their oh. IP is there, yeah. right? But there's a, there's a powerful story underneath it. That's important. That's important. Um, I also think the villain is amazing. Like there, I, I saw an analysis where it was like, the Joker is actually the hero mm-hmm. of the story. And why he says that is because he took down all the mob. Mm-hmm. He took all their money, burned mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He took control of all of them. <laughs> Batman couldn't even do that. Yeah. Harvey yeah. Dent was actually like almost doing it. Yeah. But, you know, then Joker just flipped him and And he wins. He wins, wins in the end. He wins. You know? Yeah. Um I saw a similar analysis on um and I think this is true. Like even the writers have agreed that but um Thanos is the hero of Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. Because it begins with him, it ends with him, he wins. It's like he's the character that had motivations established, um, had steps to fulfill, did it despite all the obstacles, won at the end, and I think it totally tracks he's the he's the hero of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting yeah similar with joker yeah yeah i think joker is like awesome um i wanted to ask like what are your thoughts on the mcu after i guess thanos and like after that because yeah. a lot of people are saying yo marvel's like falling off like yeah. and i, I kind of agree a little mm. bit mm. well see the thing is like I, even before like you know the phase four stuff where people are saying that there's like lower quality things right um people would come up to me and say like oh you know why do you like the mcu so much it's like all you know it's either kids films or um they're surface level they're not that deep that sort of thing um and my challenge to that is like hey you're talking about a collection of of then like 20 movies right there's a wide variety within those 20 movies right there are some that i personally didn't really like right Hmm. again i think every movie's an accomplishment but like i personally didn't really like that much i think they could have been better there are some that i think are incredible Right. So when you're saying the MCU, you need to understand there's like such a diversity of quality within that. So I think it's very hard to say the MCU is good or bad. I think it's an accomplishment. Um, but I think it's a variety in there. So I see, I see, I sort of approach it similarly like, like to that, to, you know, what, what is happening right now or what would happen in phase four. Um, for instance, like I, I'm not sure if WandaVision is phase four, but I, I, I loved WandaVision, right? I thought it was very well done. I think the ending could have been better, but like I, I thought it was very emotional. You know, I definitely cried watching it. I thought it was beautiful. I did not like Quantumania, right? I, I watched it. I appreciate some of the things it's done. I love Scott Lang. Um, we saw it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you know, I, I, I hoped more from it, yeah. right? And so I think when Marvel Studios, fine, it's a franchise, right? But I think if you approach it as a studio that makes just all these projects, you're going to have to understand that there's going to be like some things that are incredible, some things that are passable, and some things that maybe could have been better, right? Yeah. Um, I think you know, that balance is expected and fair. Yeah. Um, I, I do think there's probably some validity to the idea that the MCU is just churning out a lot of content right now. And for that reason, maybe things might feel a bit rushed. And that's why I am reassured by, you know, what I'm reading where they seem to be slowing down a bit, right? And focusing a bit more on the writing. Um, because I, some of the shows, and I think especially the shows, like I, I see so many good ideas, but I just feel like if they it just had like four more months, they could have they cracked it, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, cause I think like, especially in this phase, I was really excited because they're exploring very like interesting topics when it comes to like universal, like travel mm-hmm. and, you know, time and all that stuff. But it's so very surface level mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, cookie cutter, mm-hmm. you know, um, storylines where I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, if they just, you know, focused on those aspects, it could have been, you know, very unique. Yeah. Um, they could, I think they could double down more. I, 
I don't think they're entirely formulaic. Like to me, it's like, like a structure thing. Um, like, you know, like a Ms. Marvel, right? Like I think there are so many fantastic individual beats, right? But if you watch the entire thing, even back to back, the pacing feels very sudden at times, right? Sometimes it, it starts as a very like sober um, teen drama, right? And mm -hmm. it does that very well. Um, and then we shift to this whole beat in Pakistan where it becomes like a sort of like a, a high stakes action romp sort of thing. And then it sort of ends with, I guess, more traditional Marvel ending, that sort of thing. But like, it just felt like it was trying to be three different shows that were independently, I think, quite good, but they could have spent more time threading them together. Yeah. It feels like. And I have similar thoughts on like Winter Soldier. Okay. So overall, you didn't like Miss Marvel? Or you no, didn't? no, no, I liked it. I liked okay. it. I, I just think like structurally, it was just the pacing fell off, you know? Like it just felt like I, I was watching a really good show and I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're here now. Okay, sure. And then I was like, oh, okay, we're here now. Like I liked each part of it. It's just the way they Mixing it together. together. Yeah, yeah. It, it just felt, yeah. Again, if they had six more months, I think they could have cracked it. Interesting. I think like also the only reason when people say like, you know, Marvel's just, you know, they have, you know, a lot of content and some will be good, some will be great. I just remember, I mean, obviously it wasn't as much content, but... I think there was like a rain where they had for like, I think it was like 2015 to end of, you know, um, like Infinity War and stuff like that. You know, they had like Civil War. Mm. They had like all these Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. like just yeah. bangers after bangers after yeah. bangers. And yeah. I, we just, I feel like we've been seeing like duds after duds after duds, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think they probably had like a really good stretch um, yeah. there. I think they had a lot, a lot of really good creators um, and writers and directors and all that. Um, and I... Like, I do think we're not, like, at that level right now. Um, but, like, I, you know, I, I see a lot of promise. Yeah. And I, I see good entries. Yeah. Um, I know the fan base, like, really said a lot of um, a lot of criticism of, like, She-Hulk, for instance. But, you know, I, you know, am I going to put She-Hulk at the top of my ranking? No. But, like, it also, I don't think it was trying to be that. It was trying to be just, like, a very simple, lighthearted yeah. comedy, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. This does that pretty well. Yeah. You know? By the way, plug, guys, in the Patreon bonus episode, we're going to be ranking all the MCU content. <laughs> And so we're going to have Unhar put his <laughs> rankings. Hopefully we'll hard. do that. So check out the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Shimmer Wally. But uh, yeah. Do you think Tony Stark will ever be recasted? Um, so, I mean, uh, I do think it's probably inevitable that the MCU is going to want to do like a, a hard reboot at some point, right? Like, um, well, I don't know if it's inevitable, but like I, 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 I would understand the business decision if they like, you know, did this for another 20 years and then decided like, all right, we want, we want to do it again. Um, so if they do that, then yeah, they'd probably recast, um, recasting in the same continuity. I, I think it's totally, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think it'd be a valid choice to go say, I'm going to pull this from another universe. Right. Mm -hmm. And he suddenly paid, played by Tom Cruise. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that makes sense. It makes sense within the rules they've established and I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they can, I don't think they should, nor do I think they will, um, revive the Tony Stark that we saw die as a different face. That would be weird. Yeah. But, yeah. I, no, I agree. I think what they would do is something similar to what X-Men tried to do or they mm -hmm. did do is what, you know, they have one main character that's from the older generation, goes back in time, mm -hmm. does something, changes everything else, but they still have that, you know, mm -hmm. the younger generation uh, have their storyline while, you know, the older generation kind of like picks in here and there. Yeah. And I think they had a lot of potential with it. I mean, uh, I don't know what you thought of X-Men and mm -hmm. the newer rehash. But I thought, you know, the first two at least or first two or three of the newer X-Men movies were like phenomenal. Yeah. And I love the first two of the originals, too. Yeah. And like a few of the Wolverines. So, yeah. X-Men is a, is a fascinating, like, uh, you know, franchise within the whole superior genre. Um, Actually, I, I got to make more TikToks on the X-Men things. I think I made, a, made yeah. a couple, but I haven't I made my, many. Um, I really did like uh, X-Men 1 and 2. I didn't. I hate X-Men 3 as much as people tend to hate it. Yeah, I, yeah. Think it was, I think it was I mean, possible. I was a kid, so I enjoyed it. Right. I was like, yeah, Wolverine, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Logan, for instance, I think was incredible. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, first Class, I think, was really good. Oh, First right? Class was amazing. Yeah. Um, Days of Future Past, I loved too. I liked it. I think First Class was, was like probably better, but like okay. Days of Future was good. Um, I was very disappointed by um, uh, Apoc uh, Apocalypse, X -Men, right? X-Men, Apocalypse, yeah. Um, and then Dark Phoenix, I was also very disappointed. So yeah, yeah. it's very interesting how they often have like the same talent on these movies, but that franchise is like very hit or miss. Yeah. Um, but I largely overall enjoyed it. Like I thought yeah, it was yeah. really good. I think the issues with these comic book movies is that with comics, you can have these characters live for a hundred years, right? Yeah. But with movies, 
you these actors get old and sometimes they get tired of playing the same character so then they kind of have to like leave it and kind of have it for somebody else and i think when these characters do such a good job like especially you know robert downey jr with tony stark it's like people will get mad even if they have the greatest actor in the world play you know tony stark they would still get angry and i think that's what uh the you know the mcu it's kind of i i you know i feel like there there would do some sort of like oh reset or you know and they do that in the comics too so yeah 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 um yeah and i mean like i i think the the constraint that the cinematic universe has i think is very i don't know sometimes like these weird constraints that you can't control do lead to better storytelling Mm -hmm. right so the fact that we do have this constraint of like physical actors and aging and all of that i think it is pushing the marvel cinematic universe to tell a more straightforward linear story that allows people to have exits and die and grow out of something that maybe the comics wouldn't always allow. Mm, right. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, do you, so with the movie analyses that you do, do you feel like sometimes you find beauty in films that like aren't even that great or like you over like, you know, try to like it? I I don't, so like, this this is where I go back to um, why why I really admire Cinema Wins, right? Because Cinema Wins will like, he'll even admit this is not that great of a movie, but he will find the best parts of it. He will find what is redeemable about it, right? Um, And, you know, like clearly someone spent a good chunk of their life making this thing, writing this thing, producing this thing, editing this thing. I doubt everyone was actively trying to make a bad movie. These people were probably, you know, someone somewhere thought this was good, right? And so... For that reason, I, I think almost everything genuinely has something good about it. Even movies that I really didn't like, I will find there are good things about it, right? And I'll say, you know, like I like I mentioned now, like I'll say which projects I don't, I didn't enjoy as much. I'll say which projects I loved, right? But even if you give me a movie I really did not like, if you were to show me Quantumania again, I will sit there and I'll find what parts of it I did like. Because I think there's always going to be this positive mindset. I think is very like a good way to yeah, watch yeah. media. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's a bit of like why, like why I try to like, present in my content as well um because even in the comments like i I make a whole thing about i don't know a marvel and they're like yeah marvel's great dc sucks i'm like no dc has fantastic films right and i'm not like i don't think we should it's not necessarily the case that we should bash something by praising something else like everything can be good in in ways yeah what are your thoughts on james gunn's um dc universe i'm really excited um i i really admire uh his work right um I did some Guardians of the Galaxy. I did a Rocket video recently. I went back and watched, um, like, sort of analyzing Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I think he does such a fantastic job of, you know, making it a thrill ride, making it fun and funny and all of that. But all of his character work is so emotionally powerful, right? There's just so much going on. Um, And all of them have, like, satisfying full arcs. And they're human. They're so human, right? So... They had that in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's amazing how they like just extended their arcs in in Volume Two, and I just watched three. Um, and you know that's Guardians of the Galaxy. But then um, I watched the Peacemaker TV show, which I, I you know it definitely should get more love. I don't know if more you know people have seen it, but Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, I did not care for at all. Right? Mm. Like I, I thought he was hilarious, but I mean he was funny. Yeah, but funny. like I did not. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have like with him. super depth. Yeah, in the show he is such oh. a rich and nuanced character, wow. and I was like how. It is amazing. And John Cena can act, man. You know, oh, really? it was really good. <laughs> um, so I, I fully trust him. Like, I, I think he's going to be, be amazing at it. I think he's a fantastic storyteller. I think he it is compl- such a huge loss for Marvel to lose him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I trust it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Like, speaking of that, what were your thoughts when, you know, they let James Gunn go? And like, you know, Disney kind of they want to keep their brand like safe. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like all that when they see an actor and, you know, there's another actor going on? Um the mm. um what i forgot his name uh, it's jonathan majors jonathan majors and him playing um like a huge villain for the next mm. phase like what are your thoughts on like all that yeah i mean so i wrote an article uh, on james gunn uh, back when that happened um uh and you know articles are you know it's not normally giving an opinion um but i was sort of saying like i was making the point about how as companies become you know, more socially conscious and that sort of thing. Sometimes they overcorrect, right? And they do a certain thing that, you know, they, you know, might feel is correct at the time, right? But maybe wasn't actually uh, stepping into the nuance of the situation and like what was actually going on. And the fact is, his comments, James Gunn's comments were years ago. He had already apologized like repeatedly over them. Um, and 
I, I think for the most part, like a lot of people did not hold that against him, but it, there was sort of like a, a media campaign against him in the moment that was easy to fall into, right? So, you know, even when it was announced, like I, I, I didn't think it was a, a wise choice. Um, I wrote an article sort of summarizing those thoughts. It got picked up and like pushed in some places to like support James Gunn, which is not like the article wasn't me writing in favor of James Gunn. It was like examining the phenomenon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Disney executives eventually came out to the same decision. They were saying like, oh, this was a, you know, maybe a rash decision. Maybe it was the right one. James like seems like he did, yeah. you know, uh, apologize and all of that. And I think also the Guardians of the Galaxy as actors, I don't know if they were protesting, but they were kind of like, hey, we stand with him. Like, yeah, he, they, dude, he's amazing. Like, he's nice. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know if, were they like protest? They wrote a letter. Um, oh. they, they co-signed a letter. Um, they sent it to Marvel. They actively like met with the executives. I, I think they called like Chris Pratt, you know, had some star power at that point. He called people. Um, they really pushed for him, right? Um, I think I think there was a recent uh, I think Hollywood Reporter piece um, tied to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, where they went into that saga, um, and they really just go into like how they, you know, really you know came out for him. And they were saying like he's such a amazing director to work with. He's given us so much. You know, we're gonna step in for him and, and try to help him out. Um, so yeah, I think it was an unfortunate episode. I, I you know I'm glad he came back. Um, I think it's definitely marvel's loss because like in that period that's when he like started going over to dc yeah. um definitely dc's win now uh the situation with jonathan majors i think is, is like very very different yeah. right like, do, you, I, do you think disney will kick jonathan majors out of i mean marvel? like I, we i i all i know from right now is like the rumors that exist and i i don't, I don't you know i don't really want to comment on like yeah. rumors right but like you know if it comes if there is a situation where someone you know is actively harming someone or did something illegal and that sort of thing. I think that's a, a different category than someone making some mean tweets. Right. Yeah. And you know, uh, I'm not involved in these investigations and all that, but like, you know, uh, if it seems to be true, I think it, it makes sense to, you know, uh, yeah. see what, what can be done after that. So do you think it'd be easy to replace Kang then? So this goes back to, um, I think some of the constraints that come with storytelling that can sometimes lead into strong stories um, I, I, I pretty firmly believe that most any story pivot can work if done well. The if done well part is the hard part, obviously. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't think any one choice is like, Hey, this will never work. And no, I, I think a good writer can make pretty much anything work. So yeah, yeah, sure. Like I, I'm sure, I mean, I think it's one of the easier things in this one though. Cause like you just say like, you know, yeah, yeah, we saw a thousand Kings look like him, but here's another thousand that don't look like him. Right. Mm, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a multiverse story. It's, so would you fine. recast this King? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I, um, some people were saying, uh, I don't know his name, but um, uh, Finn from Star Wars. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, dude, why? I forgot yeah. his name. But yeah, yeah. But uh, John Boyega? John Boyega. Yeah. I think yeah. He, like, but I don't know. Like, I, I uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have like a preset, like, I want this person. But there's plenty of fantastic actors that I'm sure would want it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said Batman was your favorite character. What did you think of the new Batman? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, oh it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I just, I love, you know, like, I, I think a lot of people, you know, look at superhero movies and they're like, oh, this is kid stuff. This is whatever. And it can be kid yeah. stuff, right? There are comics that are aimed at kids. There's like, you know, my nephew has some like baby Avengers books. Sure. But I love the interpretations that just try to take it as seriously as possible. Yeah. Right. Because I, I know it's inherently ridiculous for someone to dress up like, like a bat. Like, it is ridiculous. I don't need to be reminded that, you know. But they also address that in the movie. Right. No, kind of cool. they, they, they like yeah. let it be, they let it be narratively driven yeah. right and i think it's fantastic to use those constraints and let them motivate your story yeah. um but i love how serious serious it was i love i you know I, i've loved so many of the bruce waynes but i love this incarnation of bruce wayne because he just is so so profoundly broken right um and even like as bruce wayne as like the guy not in the costume he is not put together at all like yeah, he yeah. is seriously struggling yeah he's right? failing left and right even yeah. as a smart detective he's missing that, some yeah. of that yeah yeah like, and i and i think like that is a a very honest way to portray him because something's going to have to be really, really, you know, hard in your life if you're going to resort to this sort of um, lifestyle. Right. And I think, I don't know. I, I just love the, like the honesty or the, the, the power that came from. Yeah. yeah. Like that. I also loved the passion they put behind the film. Like you could mm -hmm. tell like the cinematography, they really made it look dirty. Yeah. Um, the, you know, just the whole city, like you felt the city. You know, I didn't really feel that in the different Batman films. Like, mm -hmm. you kind of feel the universe that they're kind of building. And it's natural. Yeah. And all these lively characters that are in this city and, you yeah. know, breathing. And 
they're making spinoffs off of it because you know the way um matt reeves made the city is just really well done yeah and this is probably like i i think one of the dings on nolan's batman is that his gotham was not very not that distinct right um and batman begins it had a bit of personality but in the dark knight and then it rises it kind of just becomes a city you know which works for the story but like yeah in the batman like gotham really stands out um but it's also not like uh in the animated series for instance gotham really stands out um and then also in the um some of the keaton batmans gotham yeah yeah. so yeah i mean uh in the keaton batmans you had um who's the director again um (laughs) tim burton yeah tim burton tim burton i mean every universe he builds is like tim burton's universe you know but uh yeah i mean you're definitely right but i think i'm excited to see where it goes because i just love when people put like a lot of passion into something and really like artistic make it artistic yeah when it comes to the acting the music the the cinematography uh, the shots and all that stuff i, yeah. I think i, so, I just want to keep seeing him suffer man you know like, <laughs> it's so beautiful his suffering is just so well done yeah yeah uh, and, and you think he's like on top of it and then he just messes up right there yeah and then yeah. Uh, what would you think of uh, catwoman i think she's great um yeah like i i, I think she functions very well as like a I guess not a foil, but like a like a compliment, um, mm-hmm. complimentary to him. Um, Some people say she was not like as smart or like, you know, I mean, as Catwoman, like oh. as other. I mean, I think they're both meant to be young. Like, they're both meant yeah. to be like earlier in their careers. Um, but I don't know. She didn't do anything stupid, right? Like I think she played the game pretty well. She like even played Batman in certain in certain parts of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I I think it works. I think it works really well for that universe. Yeah. I really enjoyed their dynamic because like Batman is like, I don't know. He's just so serious to the point where he seems to not understand comedy. seems to not understand like levity. So like, I don't know. He was over at her apartment and all the cats were around him. And then he was like, you like cats. And I don't think he meant it as a joke, but it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think he understands intonation like that. Yeah. Um, I think it works. That's funny. Do you ever do these analyses for like, you know, Bollywood movies or anything? Yeah, I mean, so I, I need to watch like more Bollywood movies, right? Um, but like from what I watch, I, mean, I haven't made TikToks on them, but like I loved Om Shanti Om, right? I think there's a lot of like very nuanced, powerful storytelling happening there. I love Three Idiots, right? That was really well done. That was great. Um, there was a period where maybe watching it back now, I won't like it as much, but like I really liked the Shah Rukh Khan Don, right? And I would also do similar analyses and that sort of thing. But again, this was like... I haven't watched many Bollywood films like recently. Mm-hmm. And so this was the period again where like I would watch these movies and just annoy anyone within distance where I could like tell them about yeah, the analysis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did recently watch um, Patan, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I liked it. it was, I think it was, a sur- it, was, it was a serviceable action movie. Yeah, right? yeah. it was like, um, here's the our Fast and the Furious version. Like, <laughs> watch it. Like, yeah. it's dumb. We know it's dumb. <laughs> Just, we have these big actors. Hey, man, I, 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 you've seen it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they had um, Tiger come in. I haven't even watched that movie, but I was like, hey, this is a cameo. This Cinematic cool. Universe. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. <laughs> um, the ICU. No. <laughs> and they, I think they're going to throw in um, uh, Rithik Roshan's, like, spy thing in, into that universe, too. Oh, wow. Um, so... I don't know, it was fun yeah. yeah yeah i thought the action was done really well like the yeah, yeah, in the yeah. train scene especially yeah i was like oh, okay yeah so I, I i haven't looked into the production behind it but like i, I this it, it to me felt like a movie where they hired like action people i, I not first but like they really focused on that part of it yeah because right? yeah. i noticed that parts like maybe the cgi looked a bit rough compared to american <laughs> movies but the action looked on par in some yeah, places yeah. to american movies so yeah um yeah so i i mean i think like bollywood movies they're just and Bollywood movies, they're just producing so much. Mm. They actually produce more than Hollywood. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. way more than Hollywood. And it's like, yeah. yo, we don't even hear about like most of the Bollywood movies. It's yeah. just we only hear kind of like the most popular ones, at least us in America. You know what I want? I, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a universe, right? Just make one fully in Hindi. Just make <laughs> one. Why not? You know, <laughs> share it in the same canon. Like their own characters. I'm, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, is there an Indian Marvel hero? Probably is one, right? Or make there, an original there's one. There's Krish. There are a few. No, but Christian, is there like a Marvel uh, Indian superhero? Like, in Oh, the canon? okay. Um, You're saying like Marvel has their own Indian superheroes? Yeah, in the comics. I, I don't know if there, I mean, there probably is one. Oh, yeah, um, I feel like there are a few. But okay. even if there's not, just make one, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, if it's a universe, why not? You yeah, know, and just why? have Disney India produce it. Sure, right? Yeah. And then just, you know, have, have uh, you know, like Jimmy Woo show up in the end credit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. No, that's actually a big brain idea. And then if you have like different areas of the world yeah. like they just have their own characters and they thrive and then that or i think seriously like call up some of the bollywood actors like 
I'm sure I'm not sure, but like I feel like if you called Shara Khan and said, "Hey, do you want to be the next Marvel villain?" Why would he say no? <laughs> you know, I feel like he'd love it. Mere paas stones hain, main snap karunga. That could be amazing. <laughs> that would be so funny. I feel like I wouldn't take it seriously, but I would. I would love to see it. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of potential, but I think also there was a lot of slack for um, the overdoing of CGI for Bollywood films. Mm. right and there have been a few films i forgot what it's called like brahmastra or something like that where the cgi is like insanely good and i think they're stepping up their um cgi game but what i've noticed in a lot of bollywood films is that they do the insane cgi like there's like they have the indian terminator Mm. and i think the movie's called robot but this guy he had he can he's a robot and he can like multiply himself and so he multiplies himself and creates like a giant snake yeah yeah, giant snake and all that stuff and i feel like they do these clips so that they can like go viral and kind Mm -hmm. of you know people watch these movies because of how ridiculous the action is maybe i mean like even like uh, some of marvel's like cameo fests and like end credit scenes i think they're sometimes designed to go viral right so it's not like you know uh, it's not like american movies are above that yeah um but yeah, I think the CGI is definitely getting better. And Bra- Bra- I don't want to say Brahmastra. That was a Disney movie. Like Disney, I think, co-produced it. And that's oh. why they had more budget with it. Wow, no way. Yeah, that's the one where they... I didn't watch it, but like they went to like, some Hindu religion yeah, ideas yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, It was kind of like... The, the trailer kind of looked like Avatar. It was like he's mastering all four yeah. elements or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, interesting. But the CGI looked insane. Um, what's one of the biggest letdowns for you in terms of movies like in the MCU? biggest letdowns um like you were super excited for it and then it's hard i mean just like i mean most recently like i, I think i was let down by quantum mania but if i try to dig deeper um let down or you, you can take some time to think about it <laughs> if you don't have one no i don't have one on top of my head okay. um but like i no i feel like i should be able to like talk about yeah what i was really hyped about i don't know like i, I like i try to go back and access like what i thought about when i watched iron man 2 it was like it was a long time ago but like i remember not feeling as like i, I wasn't as impressed right yeah um i obviously kept watching right i still like i still like the character um but i think iron man 1 was just so 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 good yeah right it really was which is crazy because like you look about the production story though it was, it was a complete mess behind the scenes right but they were able to make such a well-structured plot iron man 2 did feel like they were just trying to rush to a sequel mm-hmm. right i think there's some redeemable qualities as with anything yeah. um but yeah, I, I think I, I think the coolest part, although like I love the Iron Man character, I think the coolest part of his movies, like solo movies, the second and third, were just like the Iron Man suit ups. Mm, like to yeah. me, I loved those. Like yeah. any time is more creative. And then it started getting boring after he started yeah. doing the nano suits. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like, come on. I think his practical suits and how he like upgraded them and yeah. like made them more accessible. Like that suitcase. Yeah, that suitcase was, so was awesome. Sick. And then when he started like you know letting the individual ones like attach to him and use it, yeah. I think that was cool. I get why the progression of his technology landed on nanotech. Like it makes sense. The suits kept getting better and better and better. Yeah, what yeah. do you do after a yeah, while? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you lost a bit of the tactileness. But see, like Iron Man was about to die anyway, so it makes sense to have him have that full arc. But what I hate is that I don't know if "hate" is the right word. What I don't like um, is everyone's masks is, is like nanotech now. Like they all like just melt off yeah, and yeah. melt on. Like I, you think about uh, um, Civil War right at the end where T'Challa like removes his mask to go um against Zemo, right that was just i don't know something about him removing it to really face him just felt so real and tactile even though like I, i'm sure some of that was covered in cgi it just felt like i could i could it felt more real right i felt like i'd be there a bit and i feel like we we're losing that now with the masks yeah 100 100 percent. do you have any like hot take of a movie that you like but everyone kind of like hates i mean yeah probably um everyone hates it's hard, like everyone kind of like, dislikes like this is hard like, you, it can't, it's hard to like i don't have these on top of my head yeah. um but i liked and everyone uh, dislikes generally well i mean i think looking looking back now i mean this is not like that not not that because a lot of people have redeemed it but like i um i do think batman v superman got more criticism than it deserved um and like even you look back to my online presence, like whenever that came out, you probably, you know, I probably said some critiques of it as well. But like in watching it again, um, I think there was a lot of expectations of it. I think they did not 
need to do that as it was the second DCEU yeah. movie. Like, I think it was way too quick yeah, to do yeah. that. Um, but it dealt with some pretty heavy ideas. I think I personally really did like that Batman. It's a very different Batman, but I, I get oh. it. Ben Affleck's Batman is insane. Yeah. No, I, he, I feel like with like more stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, he'd yeah. do great. But, and I like in that movie specifically, like he was just not in a good place psychologically, right? Yeah. Not the actor, the character. Um, and, for that reason, like I, I, I liked exploring that, and people say that oh, this is a gloomy Superman, that sort of thing. But like I, I liked the weight that you could see on the Superman of like the responsibility on him and all of that. Um, so I think there's a lot of good ideas there. I think there's some things that didn't really add up, but like I, I think it is like I would say it's a good movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And not like one of the better of the bad ones. I think it's like maybe, you know, good, but not the most amazing, you know, best thing in the world. Um, so I did like it. Okay. So you did like Batman v Superman. What yeah. what do you think of the Lex Luthor? Like Jesse yeah, Eisenberg. No. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I think Jesse Eisenberg is fantastic. Obviously, like on the social network. Yeah, yeah. Um They definitely like, you know, I, I taking risks and making bold choices, I think I'm always gonna applaud it, right? Like and it, this definitely was a bold choice. Um it didn't really land for me, right? Um and that's not because like I don't need Lex Luthor to Luther to be exactly comic accurate, right? I don't comic accuracy actually is fun when it happens, but like they could have found another way to make him oh. menacing. Um, it just didn't really quite land for me. It's yeah. hard for me to for me to describe why. Because like, yeah, they made him like a bit more geeky, but geeky doesn't geeky can be a good villain as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It didn't really didn't really land. Interesting. Um, where do you see your? I guess in content creation, like, where do you see it advancing or going to? Like, are you expanding in any way? Any big moves coming? I'm trying. Um, so. Uh, I'm thinking like I want to be more um, like nimble about where I am. So I want to yeah. spend some time in LA, spend some time in New York, you know, be home. Um, so a digital nomad. A bit, yeah. <laughs> and through that, like I want to, you know, hopefully be going to more events, working with more studios. And my hope is that like I'll keep doing these analyses things um, and I'll sort of be more platform agnostic and do a bit more long form on YouTube and that sort of yeah. thing. But my hope is um, to sort of, like have some sort of regular recurring things where I dive into stories a bit more uh, deeply and you know, whether one day I scale that into like having a podcast or an actual show somewhere um, I'd love to just dive into movies, maybe have some guests on um, and do uh, uh, you know, uh, do that sort of thing. Um, and I, I think like when I look up to, there's a lot of creators I admire um, but I don't necessarily want to be like the person that, analyzes movies i think like, like I, I like doing that um and i you know i have a lot of fun but i really look up to like hank and john green for instance right because they have built an entire presence around helping you think deep ideas right and they understand the game very well i sort of want a presence where i use narratives and use blockbusters i like talking about them but more be known as like a here's a place you go if you want to just like think about things a bit more deeply right mm. um and i want to build a presence around that and then i want to write and make some things yeah you know. that's awesome because I feel like, you, I mean, you're already, like, on the way to do that. I just think, you know, obviously you're hitting that Marvel yeah. um, cinematic niche, which I think is good. Like, I feel like you use those concepts that you have and yeah. use it on a very big, like, niche. That's It's very, anytime yeah. I interview people that's wearing, like, a Marvel costume, I mean, I can instantly guarantee, like, there will be some comments and views on it, like, yeah. on whatever comment i'm trying to make yeah um i mean it helps me not uh, bother shazab with marvel comments yeah, yeah. So he's fair <laughs> even though i still bother him so. yeah yeah but uh so i know you've been invited to a few premieres and few events what are some events that you've been invited to um yeah i uh i went to um the premiere of where the crawdads sing in new york i went to the premiere of um uh, lyle crocodile i went to some activations for um the horror movie megan um, cocaine bear recently. Um, uh, I think the most, uh, the most like fun was probably, um, the premiere of the, the one piece red, uh, film, uh, thing in New York. Cause there's just like so many fans and a food and giveaways. That was cool. Um, but the most memorable and my, I think my proudest is going to the Ms. Marvel premiere, um, in LA meeting like a lot of my favorite film creators, um, uh, you know, on TikTok, um, and just sort of like seeing a bit of like how it works in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, you know, those, those some of the collections yeah. of things I've done. And then recently, I think I saw that Chris Pratt actually reposted your video. Yeah. 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 That how was did, really cool. how was that? Oh my God. That was crazy. Like, Which I, video was it? So I, um, you know, uh, you know, cause volume three is coming out, right. I, I think I reposted one of my initial guardians. Which one was it? 
I think, yeah, it was the analysis on Star-Lord's Star-Lord, arc in yeah. the first Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which I was really proud of, of that one, where it goes through, like, again, because I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so well done. Um, but his story of, like, you know, him coming to terms with his mom's death and that sort of thing. Um, it did very well on TikTok back in the day. I reposted it. Um, I put it on Reels, uh, and I tagged him, right, not expecting anything of it. Um, and I just, when I got the notification that he liked it, I was like, I clicked on it. I was like, is this real? Like, what, how, right? Um, and then... I, know, I shared that in my story. I was like, this is amazing. This is crazy. I don't know. I can't believe he saw it. And I, you know, I said, thank you, Chris Pratt, in my story. And then like an hour later, he shares it. And I was wow. like, what? <laughs> and then I just, I don't know. I could not contain the excitement. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't share that many things. Yeah. No, I, I've been watching his stories and like, he, you know, he shows like him on the road and like yeah, yeah. doing press and all that. But but I yeah. mean, like in terms of like reposting, like, I feel like he doesn't. I haven't seen do, much. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. I can just imagine you like make a Mario like one next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, made him already, but just chase him wherever you go. Yeah, just chase him like, yo, just from random hey, side character. You know what's good? Jurassic World. In Jurassic World. <laughs> Maybe a side character in 40-year-old virgin. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the character analysis. <laughs> it just keeps reposting. But it was so cool. And like, yeah. I, I like I have had like a few um, people in the industry, other actors, director, writers, like notice things here and there. Not yeah. a lot. Um but it's cool, right? Yeah. It's cool when they appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you've interviewed a, a lot of people and uh, what are some the most favorite or notable things you've done, like creators you've met or like people you've interviewed or talked to? Yeah. Um. I, uh, so like as far as interviews, like probably what I was most excited to do and proud of having done is I interviewed the the two writers on um, No Way Home, right? Um. And it was just so cool because like, I don't know if, if I was a writer and given that assignment, like how, that's crazy. How Dude, do you think about you have that? So much to like fulfill right. and like expectations. And, and they did it. I think they, they did, did it. it. They I did really it. liked no way home. No, when people say like no way home was just a nostalgia bait. I was like, good. Because mm. on, I mean, honestly, like that's all I needed mm-hmm. because mm. there's so many rumors. They're like, you have to bring <laughs> this back. It, it's not possible. Yeah. They hit everything. Yeah. I was like, that's all you need. You just need yeah. to hit the Spider-Man fans. Yeah. And if yeah. you do that, you're good. I think they did it. But, but my take on it is that like, if you were to somehow synthetically get rid of the nostalgia, it still functions as a perfect, not perfect, but a really well done story, yeah. right? Um, and, you know, the, the equivalent of it is like, people say like, oh, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming in wouldn't have made any sense if we didn't see other movies. No, because in Into the Spider-Verse, something similar happened and we didn't know any of those Spider-Men, yeah. right? And that still had an emotional punch. So I think a similar thing would have happened. It's about this one kid dealing with his journey and like learning from older mentors. That's all it is. And it's really well done. Um but yeah, it was cool talking to them because I literally got to like really go into the details and say like, hey, you had this challenge. How, how did this go here? How did you think about this challenge and this challenge? How did you, how did you balance this and this and this? And it was really fun to just like think about, hear about their process. Um, so that was cool. Um, interviewed writers. I interviewed one of the writers on Venom. Um, it was, you know, fun to dig a dig a bit into that. Um, I interviewed um, the guy who plays Jimmy Woo, Randall Park, um, right. during the Mar- uh, Ms., uh, the WandaVision yeah, yeah. Um, hype. Um, that was cool. I interviewed... Uh, you know, uh, Iman uh, Vlani plays Ms. Marvel and I was really excited about that because like a Muslim superhero and that sort of thing. Yeah. It was very important to me. Um, so that was cool. Uh, as far as creators, um, I mean, I've met a lot of creators I admire now. Uh, like I, I met Strahat Goofy. I think he's, you know, like a really awesome guy. He was, uh, what I loved is that like, I, I saw him on the red carpet, right? And I was like, no, he's not going to know who I am. Like I know he follows me. I follow him, but like I, you know, he follows a lot of people. Like, yeah, you're gonna, probably like, oh, he's gonna forget or yeah. something. Whatever. And so I was gonna kind of go up to him. I was gonna shake my hand, shake his hand, and be like, hey, and I remember. But he sees me, and he's like, hey, and he comes in and hugs me, and he's like, reliable narrator. And I was like, how? It just blew my mind that yeah. he like knew who I was. That's right? awesome. Um, and he was so cool. He was so friendly. Um, and all that. Um, uh, I met Soups. I talked to him. I think Soups is a brilliant guy. He's very intelligent. Um, uh, I got advice from a lot of them. Um. Yeah, I, I just a lot of these people that I, I really look up to and really admire and like I want to learn from right? yeah, yeah. And as I build whatever I build. Yeah. I, and I think this is like really interesting to me because there's a lot of people that are like writers, right? And they kind of don't like the social media realm. Mm. But I feel like you kind of put both those aspects and do it really well together. Do you, do you like social media? Do you like how it is? Like, you know, do you use it to your advantage? And Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to use my, my, yeah, my yeah. advantage. Um, but uh, I love it, right? Like I... You know, uh, for people that say that there's like dangerous social media and it eats up your attention, messes with dopamine levels. Sure, I think that is there, right? But you know, maybe maybe just like fire, fire can hurt you, and it's also a tool that advances all of civilization, right? So, like, I, I think there is that was a bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's uh, so much 
potential to use social media to do a lot of really awesome things. So if you think about it, you know, in terms of uh, one individual creator, well, like, you know, I, I think the criticism of TikTok at first was like, oh, it's just like, it's cringe. It's like they're doing dances and that sort of thing. Um, but if you think about content, all it is is someone sharing what they're passionate about, you know, in however they want to do it and finding an audience that is also passionate about that thing, right? And that, in a way, has always happened, right? People like write books. People like, yeah. you know, go outside and do a show. And people always find an audience around that. This is just a medium, right? And I think what's cool about it is it's a medium that is democratizing access to an audience. Um, I think it's incredibly powerful. I think it's a really beautiful way to tell stories at scale. I think it's an awesome way to really hone whatever your own craft is. And hey, if that's dancing, great, right? Why not, right? If it's writing, great. I think it's also like a fantastic thing you can dig into. Um, I think... Social media like has been, I think, in a lot of ways, net positive. I think there's a lot of definitely there's a lot, there's a lot of problems with it, right? Um, but I, I I think it's a brilliant thing. Um, and I, you know, uh, not that I'm in any position to give advice to a filmmaker, but like I, you know, I think starting up on social media as a filmmaker right now is a awesome thing to do to build an audience and then get into you know film proper. Hundred percent. Yeah. Is there if there's any like advice for somebody that's maybe trying to do a similar path as you, getting into social media and also like creative writing about analyses and stuff like that what advice would you give yeah i mean so uh, as far as the, the content thing i'm sure you can you know uh, resonate with this a bit um like i i think it's about just like testing a bunch of things and seeing what hits right 100%. and then if you like scroll all the way back to my tiktoks there's like really weird like there is marvel stuff there's also like deep religious stuff um there's like muslim stuff um there's college admissions advice there's all this different stuff yeah because i'm passionate about a lot of things i want to try some uh, you know different parts of me out um, the movie stuff is what hit, right? And you know, I'm glad this is what hit because that's something I enjoy doing. But you know, I think really focus on what are the things that you're passionate about in your life and try different ways of putting them out there. And I, I, I really believe that anyone can be a content creator, right? If you put in the effort, right? I talk to some friends they're like, oh, but like I'm boring. Dude, there is like several TikTok influencers with millions of followers where all they do is share Excel tips. If that can exist, right? Anything, like whatever you're interested in can, can exist. There's a guy who cuts bread and has like 2 million followers. And it's, <laughs> it's a brilliant channel, right? Yeah. So I, I, I think you can work with anything. So like I would say, you know, test some things out, see what you're passionate about, right? And try it out and like take inspiration from other creators and see where you land. Um, as far as on the analysis bit, uh, and we didn't go into this, but like how I approach consuming media is very informed by, you know, one English class in, in high school, but like very much my like college education where I, I was a religion major. Um, but what I would, would do is we'd have to write essays and we'd have to look at religious scriptures and like, uh, you know, writings about scripture from like 700 years ago. Um, and what I would do is, you know, I look at secondary sources, I look at all that, but like I would spend a lot of time just looking at the primary source and sort of like taking very careful notes about like, what does this seem to be saying to me, right? Like what is sort of independent of everything else, like what seems to be coming out, right? And one of my professors told me once that like, you can look at secondary sources that will explain it for you, but you'll almost always find that if you try to go at it yourself, you will find something novel out of it, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I try, I try to take that approach and just see what the story is telling me. And I think it's you know kind of wild to take skills I learned from uh, ancient religious text analysis and put them on Marvel movies. <laughs> like, it works and it's fun, yeah. you know? But, yeah. uh, that's awesome. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can find me on TikTok uh, at Reliable Narrator. On Instagram, I'm at the Reliable Narrator. Wasn't able to get uh, get it without the the. Um, I'm also Reliable Narrator on uh, YouTube, um, and then I'm on her Mac Cream on Twitter if Twitter still exists. Um, and then in a couple months before we let you go, um, we didn't get into this, but I think now is the time. Why Reliable Narrator? Yeah, <laughs> um, I uh, uh, at first I was just testing things out as far as concepts. I wasn't yeah. taking TikTok that seriously. So I kind of didn't put that much effort into the name. Um, but I was like, hey, what's a, a funny thing to do? Um, and so at first, I was unreliable narrator, right? Because I was like, oh, that's like a literary thing. You know, people talk about unreliable narrators in fiction. I know I'm like a, a writer, that sort of thing. So I want to put that in. Um, I started posting content on that. Didn't really go viral at all. But then after a while, I was like, no, you can, you can trust me. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm reliable, right? And so then I, I changed <laughs> it to reliable narrator yeah. um, because I was just like, you know, I, I, I want to be a trustworthy source. But then also like, reliable narrator you don't typically you talk about how in fiction there's unreliable narrators you don't typically talk about how there's a reliable one mm. so it, it stood out and it was a bit unique um and i think it did get a bit at the sort of core of like you know um, i want you to be able to come to me and hear something about a story that feels a bit authoritative and feels a bit like either calming feels like you're learning something and that sort of thing and i feel like that name kind of 
gets that idea. That's dope. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Anher, for coming through. Thanks for having me. Telling yeah, it's a lot of fun. For your knowledge. We're going to continue this conversation in the bonus episode. So come through. We're going to be rating every Marvel film. So I'm excited. That's going to be so hard. And he's going to be like, I know, I can tell already he's going to be so stressful. But oh, it's going to be fun. So come through. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. And peace out, gang gang, and uh, keep shining.